This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome, your saltwater guide with our Tuesday Promar Ahi USA podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, everybody, on every platform that's listening and watching. I want to just tell you how much I appreciate all of you, and thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this podcast for so, so long. Everything's going good, gang. I hope you're all doing good today. Happy Tuesday, and here we go. Welcome back to work, everybody. What a great Labor Day weekend it was. But now we're back to reality, and uh, yeah. I don't know if anybody watched our video that we posted this morning across all social media talking about... Um, I just wanted to show everybody those windmills and I wanted everybody to see what's going on with these windmills. It's pretty crazy, pretty crazy. They're going to put these windmills out in the ocean. When I was driving through the desert outside of Palm Springs, looking at all these windmills, I was like, I got to, I got to make a video. I got to show everybody. These are the exact same windmills that they think are going to work out in the middle of the Pacific ocean off of Morro Bay. Gang, they can't even get them to work. They can't even get them to work in the middle of the desert where you can work on them very easily, where it's not blowing. I mean, it's not uh, rough. There's no salt. You don't have to take a boat to get out there. You can drive out there in your truck and they can't even make them work there. I don't know what in the world makes them think that they're going to be able to make these things work in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. That is very, very, very strange to me. I... I'm blown away. I want you to go look at that video I posted and see all these windmills that are out there. I want you to go look at it and check it out. Jason, do I sound super clear today? Do I sound much better? Let me know. Leave a comment. But I want you to go look at that video I posted of those windmills and just look at it for yourself and see. Do you think those things are going to work fully corroded with a lot of salt? I don't think so. So check that out. I said I'd talk about it a little bit on the show today, but really today is Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. And we're talking hoop nets and we're talking lobster fishing and we're talking about what a phenomenal time of the year it is for me. I'm super excited about lobster fishing and we've just got a few days left. It starts right up on, on uh, October 1st, so it should be good. I'm excited about it. It sounds like it's going to be a really good season. The preliminary guys that are out there looking around are seeing lots and lots of lobsters. The guys that are diving, the guys that are getting under the water, they are seeing lots of lobsters. So today's show is dedicated to uh, lobster fishing and we'll have more shows. We'll bring Justin Botrell on here to talk about lobsters. Next Friday, we got Steve from Promar and Justin, who's going to be doing all their seminars. We got both of them on the show next Friday, not this coming Friday, the following Friday. This Friday, we got the guys from Beach Bomb. Beach Bomb, uh, they they run a phenomenal tackle store, and they have lots and lots of stuff for surf fishing, and we got Bearded Brad going to join us live on the show, and hopefully the other two guys are going to join us, Brant and his partner, but we'll see if they join us, but I know for sure that Brad's going to be here and tomorrow. We'll make an announcement if all three of them will be on the show or not. I have a conference call with them in the morning and then we'll get to know about that. But 
The following Friday, we got Steve from Promart. But to celebrate the kicking off of the lobster season thing, we're going to throw up a QR code right now that's going to blow your mind. This is for 24 hours, gang. Because of the show, because of all of you, 20% off. And Steve and Ben said every single thing. They're not holding back. It just doesn't have to be lobster stuff. It can be the live deception, flash lures. It can be the cedar plugs. It can be the landing nets. It can be your bait scoops. All your lobster accessories, everything. For 24 hours, gang, they're going to give you 20% off. Dude, really? Come on, grab that QR code. Those of you that uh, are listening, the the it's the code is YSWG nine five two three YSWG nine five two three. That'll be your code for the twenty dollar discount. But if you are twenty percent discount, but if you go through the QR code right here, you're automatically got the discount. Gang, it's the same Promar website that you always look at every Tuesday. But now, oh my gosh, I couldn't even believe Ben and Steve were nice enough to throw this up here so that we could, uh, so that we could um, take part in this 20% discount. I'm sorry, I'm just answering questions like I shouldn't be on my phone. Sorry, Pablo. I got too much going on today. I didn't have time to sit down in front of here and get this going because of this QR code and working with Promar. Tomorrow, we'll bring Pablo on the show, talk about everything that he's seen out there on the water, unless you're busy tomorrow, buddy. But today is such a big show and Promar, and I was on a conference call with those guys and talking about this 20% off discount, which just blows my mind. I know normally we get 10% off, but 20%, that's a huge discount. Can't get off. Those of you that are listening, get your hoop nets now. Can you believe 20% off everything? Hoop nets, rope, anything you're thinking of. You want to jump on this QR code right now or you want to jump on the code YSWG9523 when you're uh, listening on the podcast, driving around in your car, YSWG9523, that's the code. But those of you that are listening, watching, the QR code's up there on the screen on YouTube and Facebook. Grab that QR code, gang. Unbelievable. I can't even, 20, that's a huge number. That is a huge number that's going to help us all out dramatically. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much, Promar. Thank you, Promar. I, so let's get into this lobster thing, gang. I know I told everybody we were going to be talking about lobsters today, so let's get into it. I am very blessed that, I got to be the very first person to start taking people hoop netting back in 2006. And it wasn't because, oh, I want to just go out and introduce everybody and show them all my great hoop net spots. No, it was because I owned a charter boat at the time up in Long Beach Harbor. And uh, I don't know if you remember correctly or not, but in two, 2005, 2006, they decided to make fuel go up to $5 a gallon. It was going up so fast we couldn't get in front of it. And we were fishing every day, charter fishing that tuna between Catalina and Clemente. And it was under the dolphins. And we were running and gunning and running and gunning all day long, burning massive amounts of fuel. You catch two or three tuna, then you take back off after the dolphin, slide up on the pot of dolphin, catch a couple more, and then take off again. And at the end of the season, we didn't have any money left. And I didn't know, my partner and I, we didn't know what to do. And we knew we had a boat payment coming. We had dock. We had insurance. We had all the, all the bills were still coming. We just didn't have any money after the season because of the price of fuel. And you couldn't get in front of the price. And my son, Zach, and I were sitting around talking. What am I going to do? And he said, Dad, why don't you try taking people out hoop netting like you do with me and Sean? So my son, Zach, came up with the idea. And my son, Sean like yeah let's let's try doing that dad and then jeff at the bait barge in dana point he was like yeah i'll be your deckhand i'll get off work and we'll go out there and i'll be your deckhand and and we'll run some trips together and we'll see what happens and we'll see if anybody wants to be a part of this 
And so we hooked up with Phil Freeman. There's Jeff from the Bay Barge right there with a 17.8 pound lobster. Look at that thing. That's a monster caught inside a Long Beach Harbor. Pretty cool, do. Pretty cool deal. But uh, we started running those hoop net trips in 2006. I take six people. $100 a person, give you all the beer you can drink and all the pizza you can eat for 100 bucks a person, and we go fishing Long Beach Harbor for five hours. Not that Long Beach Harbor is the greatest place to fish for lobsters, but it was because we, to, I'm, I can only be honest, it's because we didn't have any money. We couldn't go to Catalina. We didn't have any money for fuel. We would idle out of the harbor and we'd go drop our hoop nets at Oil Island Chaffee or Oil Island Freeman or Oil Island White or Oil Island Grissom and we'd fish around the island and we guys would drink some beers and eat some pizza. And no one had ever done anything like this before. So there was no thing to compare it to. And all of a sudden, bam, a business was made. Now, there's a million boats doing it, but I'm telling you, in 2006, there was this many boats doing it. Zero, if you, you're listening. Nobody was doing it. We started this whole phenomenon, no matter what you... If you were running trips, taking people, you forgot to advertise or tell anybody, so you probably weren't running very many trips. I was advertising with Phil Freeman at 976 Tuna back then. He owned 976, and we were running these hoop net trips. And all of a sudden, we were off to the races. That first year, I ran 46 trips, which was incredible. But people were into it. We weren't really catching much lobsters. We really didn't even know much about it. But we were doing something that no one else had an opportunity to do. So we started doing these trips, and then we started to learn the harbor. And then we started to learn all about how the lobsters crawl and what cr makes them crawl. And that's when we started to learn about the hatred of fresh water. Look at this picture. Those of you that aren't looking, there's 96 lobsters laying on the deck. 96 lobsters. That was a night after the rain. And uh, we had two-day limits because we had two-day permits. So we had two-day limits on the boat. And uh, that was a night that it rained. And at midnight, you know, you get to get another limit. And I don't make the laws. I just try to live within them. But look at all those lobsters. And that's when I figured out that the lobsters hate fresh water. As soon as we broke that code, it be started to, we started to learn more and more about the lobsters and more and more about how they move. And the Long Beach LA Harbor is full of lobsters. And they're not just, they're not just want around the rocks. They're cruising around out in the mud. They're all over inside of Long Beach, L.A. Harbor. So we started to learn more and more about the lobsters and how they react and how they crawl. And then I was talking to marine biologist at the aquarium in Long Beach one day because everybody started getting super excited about that. And then lo and behold, my beautiful wife, here she is. Look at that picture. She catches this 18-pound, three-quarter-ounce lobster and gives it to the aquarium in Long Beach. As she told you the story before, we weren't together yet. But uh, that made the internet go bananas about lobsters. No one had ever seen a lobster that big caught inside at Long Beach Harbor. Absolutely incredible. Just absolutely incredible. And uh, we were off to the races then. Thank God Kelly gave that to the aquarium in Long Beach because that started the whole the whole mess and created a phenomenal business, which is a thriving business now with so many boats fishing for lobsters inside of Long Beach Harbor, San Diego Harbor, over at Catalina. Um, it sparked a phenomenal business and it was all because I needed to help pay my boat payment and I needed to eat. So that's how this whole lobster thing got started. And if anybody tells you different, they're probably not telling you the truth. There's a nice night inside of Long Beach Harbor. You can see the oil rig lights back, or the, um, not the oil rig, the uh, lights back behind us were right there tied up to the dock in, uh, right inside of uh, Alamitas Bay. We're on that long dock right there. And uh, those are a couple real nice lobsters. You got, you got a male and you got a female lobster. The male lobster is the one with uh, the little tiny 
fins on his tail and the female is the one with the big fins on her tail. And then the female's plastered. She's got that plaster on her. And that's what that's the male is trying to fertilize her eggs. And that's what you'll see a lot of that as the season progresses and moves along. As we get to the end of the season, you'll start to see a lot of that on the lobsters. And then now you know how to tell the difference between the males and the females right there in that picture. I have a male and a female. Males in my left hand, females in my right hand. And you can tell just by looking at them there. By looking at their tail, you can tell the males from the females. It's kind of interesting. It's a kind of a cool fun fact. But this lobster thing, gang, there's so much fun to be had when you're lobster fishing. You can fish for fish while the hoop nets are soaking. When you pull the hoop nets up, you don't know what's going to be inside of them. There could be an octopus. There could be a sculpin, starfish. One thing I want you all to understand is remember, even if you've done it a hundred times, the people you've taken with you, they haven't. So when they catch a starfish, when they catch an octopus, when they catch any type of fish, slow down, bring it in the boat, take a deep breath, understand every single thing you're catching in these hoop nets matters and it will change the, the whole atmosphere of the hoop net thing. I've seen so many people blow it. When they pull up the hoop net, it's got a big starfish in it. They just flip it over and dump it out. And everybody on the boat's like, was that a starfish? And you're like, yeah, that's not what we're looking for. That's what they were looking for. Everything matters. Just like I say on all the other fishing, everything matters. So hoop netting is so much fun. And there's so many cool things going on. Now, you don't have to just fish in Long Beach Harbor. You don't have to just fish in San Diego Harbor. You can go over to Catalina. But one thing I can tell you, do not fish where the commercial lobster traps are. Oh, you're just saying that, Dave, because you don't want us catching their lobster. Nope, I'm just saying that because you can't compete. Those guys have been fishing those spots for 100 years. They'll give everything they have for an opportunity to come inside of Long Beach, LA, San Diego, Dana Point, Oceanside, Ventura, any of the harbors, they would love for an opportunity to go in there and fish for lobsters. They're not allowed to though, but we are as recreational lobster fishermen. We can fish in all the places that the commercial guys cannot fish. That's why I try to explain to everybody. It is super silly to drop your stuff where the commercial guys are fishing. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of your energy. You, I know you're going to have a great day with Pablo. It's going to be fun. So you Pablo won't be able to be on the show tomorrow. I'm sorry, Pablo. I blew it today. I had so much stuff going on. I just totally blew it. And it's my fault, but we'll get you back on the show. You're going with John Stanley tomorrow and you're going to have a great day. But this whole lobster thing, gang, is so much fun and you need to understand how exciting every part of it is, but do not fish where the commercial guys are. I'm just telling you, there's no reason for that there. You guys have the whole front side of Catalina. What a spectacular fishery that is. There's so many spots on the front side of Catalina. There's so many spots in Dana point. There's so many spots at, uh, San Diego Harbor. There's so many spots inside of Long Beach, LA Harbor. There's so many spots. Oh my God. Another place that they're not allowed to fish is Santa Monica Bay from Rocky point, almost all the way up to the BKR. They're not allowed to commercial fish in there. So that whole Santa Monica Bay, Marina del Rey break wall, Redondo beach, all the way up to uh, BKR paradise pier, all, almost that far up. There's no commercial fishery. So you got that whole Santa Monica Bay is for us. Don't go put your hoop nets next to the commercial guys. If you're doing that, it's because you don't understand the power of your saltwater guide. You don't understand what I have to offer you over at yoursaltwaterguide.com. Over at yoursaltwaterguide.com, gang, like I was telling you before, I've taken... All the knowledge and all the years of having to catch lobsters and going out and having to do it every day to feed my family. 
I've taken all the information and all the spots I've learned from San Diego to, to uh, Santa Monica Bay and the islands. And I put it all on my website available for all of you. So you never have to suck at lobster fishing again, unless you're into that. Then don't go on my website and don't go learn all the proper spots. Stay fishing with all the commercial guys. Make sure you just keep dropping your stuff where all the commercial guys are fishing. That'll probably work out well not. Gang, think about this. Somebody's willing to give their spots away that where they've been catching lobsters like this for years and years and years, and they're willing to give you those spots. Who does that? I know a lot of people, oh, I'm going to figure it out on my own. I'm an Instagram fisherman, and I've been doing this for almost a week, and I know everything, and I'm not signing up to Dave's website. He's a sellout. (laughs) Most of these kids aren't going to be around in a couple of years. So we don't really care what they think. I'm just telling you, for 48 years, I've been fishing for a living. I've put every single thing that I've ever learned onto my website with 580 plus videos and then 1,300 plus spots that get you into lobster fishing like this. Are you kidding me? Or how would this be? Wouldn't it be cool to bring a lobster home that looks like that one? (laughs) That would be pretty spectacular, I think. Go catch me a 17-pound lobster. Captain Dave gives you everything you need to be successful when you go out there hoop netting from the spots to the type of bait to all the different things you need. So we're going to delve into that a lot today on the show. Do me a favor, gang. If you enjoy what we're doing and you like everything that you see here, go to the the stars area on Facebook, grab some stars and sprinkle them out across the all my different videos that I put out here, the podcast and all the videos. And that lets me know you appreciate what we're doing and you like how I'm doing it. And uh, if you're over on YouTube, grab the like button and the subscribe button and hit both of those and let me know that leave a comment on any of my videos and let me know you enjoy what we're doing and you like how we're putting it all together and you like the format Leave comments about everything. If you know how to do it way better than me, leave that comment. If you've been doing it way longer than me, leave that comment. If you know more about fishing than I ever will, leave that comment. Every comment matters. I want all the comments. I want to know what y'all think. And then a big thing I need from everybody on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, I need you to share. I need you to show people like the windmill video I put out this morning. We need to share that around. Share this QR code with everybody from Promar. Let everybody you know know that they can save 20%. Over at Promar, you're going to be blown away by all the products that they make, not just lobster stuff, but everything, the bait scoops, the landing nets, the gaffs, the measuring device, the ropes. They have your lobster lines. They have your glow sticks. They have everything you need to be successful when you go lobster fishing. So don't miss out on this phenomenal opportunity to save 20%. And it's only going to be good till tomorrow at 12 o'clock and then it's all gone. And then it's back to 10% off using the QR code from your saltwater guide. But let's talk about what I learned from lobster fishing for a living. Okay. One thing I learned was very, very valuable lesson because I used to listen to people talk all the time. And and I I was going to tell you what the biologist told me and I got lost. Fresher the bait, the better. Those big long antennas on, on that lobster, those big long antennas on the lobster to pick up the electrical force coming off the bait when it starts to decompose, when it starts to break down, every animal has an electrical feel. We do, every animal does. Dogs, cats, Marley the monkey. Everything has an electrical field around it. Right, Marley? And uh, those big antennas on that, those lobsters are to pick up that electrical field, if you will. I don't really know the technical thing, but I know that that's what the biologist told me. And so that's when I, he was like, you need to use the freshest bait you can, Captain Dave. And I was like, huh, what am I going to do? Oh, I, I get it. All right, I'm going to go to the bait barge. 
I'm going to get a half scoop, have them put it in a five-gallon bucket. I can't get any fresher than that. The stuff was swimming. Now I'm shoving it in my hoop, in my hoop net tubes. So fresh, 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 fresh bait. I don't want to know that your sister's brother's aunt's cousin caught some on a piece of chicken once or you use rotten bait. All that stuff, I don't want to know what you know. I really, I promise. I don't want to know what you know, but if you think you have a burning desire to leave those comments, you go right ahead. But I'm telling you from experience, fishing every single day, day in and day out, trying to figure this lobster thing out. As soon as we started using fresh bait, we no longer ever got skunked. And we got skunked a lot in the beginning. I can't emphasize it enough. As soon as we switched over and started using fresh bait, salmon heads suck. Unless you like sea lions. I just read that. If you like sea lions, oh my gosh, then use those salmon heads. They absolutely love salmon heads. They do. And if that's what you're into is sea lions and you love them and you like taking pictures of them, then use those. But if you want to catch lobsters, use anchovies or sardines. Fresher, the better. Or if you have a bunch of extra time and you can catch mackerel, you go right ahead and use live, use that fresh mackerel you just caught or fresh. The thing about Bonita, this is a, and people talk about all the, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. The thing about using Bonita for bait is that is a size, has a legal size limit on it, and it has a possession limit. So as soon as you cut the Bonita up and put it inside your bait tubes, you have broken the law. Now, is the fish and wildlife agent going to write that ticket? I don't know. Is he in a good mood today or bad? If he comes and gets me, Oh my gosh, they're right. They're, they're checking the bait tubes. They're checking the ID numbers. They're checking everything because every one of those fish and wildlife guys want to get Captain Dave because that's a big feather in their hat to catch the, your saltwater guide. They caught us once. I'll be honest. They got us once with a three and a half pound lobster tail in our freezer on the, the big yacht I used to run. They came on board, searched the whole boat, found a three and a half pound tail in the freezer. And they wrote, wrote us up for that because it was an unmeasurable lobster because the head had been taken off the tail. All I can tell you is the fish and wildlife's very, very, very proud of their lobsters. So if you are thinking, well, we can, we can just sneak a couple shorts on the boat or we can, this one's almost legal. He's so close. I'm just keeping him. Well, that's lame. It's not worth it, gang. If you don't, if you think it's close, throw it back. It's not worth it. It is definitely not worth it. They'll suspend your license, your fishing license for a year. If you have a bunch, it can be really, really a lot of trouble. Confiscate your boat. There's so many different things that can happen if you decide that you want to catch a short lobster and take it home. It's not worth it any way, shape, or form. As we keep talking about this, there's so many tips and tricks to this lobster fishing thing. If you go to my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, I have a full series on exactly how to use the bait, how to rig your hoops, and how to do everything you need to know when you're hoop netting. There's not one thing I leave out. There's nothing. And then I got all the spots too, so you don't have to go out there and try to figure it out on your own. And you don't have to fish for boats when you're out there. You can actually start fishing for lobsters and enjoy your time on water with your family. And it sucks to drive around in the pitch black dark trying to find a new lobster spot. But I already did all that for you, so you don't need to do that. I already found all the new spots, the old spots, and I put them all on the website for all of you to be successful when you go fishing. How cool is that? I wish they had something like that in 2006 when I first started doing this for a living. We didn't know where to go. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to do it. We just went out there and gave it our best shot and tried to start figuring out how to do it. And uh, all of a sudden, we started to put the puzzle together because like I say all the time, I never stop learning. This fishing thing is super personal to me and I want to make sure that I'm as successful as I possibly can. So I'm constantly learning when I'm doing this fishing thing. I never quit learning and I'm, this lobster thing had me baffled for the longest time. 
Then we started to put the pieces of the puzzle together. The first one was bait. That's a super important thing. The next one was the sea lion proof bait tubes that Promar makes, the white PVC pipe with the holes in it. I make a black one. Promar makes a white one. Hopefully they'll start making the black ones. But sea lions are the biggest problem when you're hoop netting. They're a very visual animal. So as soon as they can see that bait, they're not going to leave it alone. I don't care if you're fishing in 150 feet of water, if you're fishing in 20 feet of water. When you have it in that metal bait cage, those sea lions can see it and they never stop trying to get it out of there. What we didn't, oh my gosh, 2007, 2008, we made a video. It's somewhere on YouTube. I didn't have time to look for it today. But we have a video with a camera on the hoop net on the bottom inside of Long Beach Harbor. Sea lion pointed into the bait into the bait cage, nose on the cage, tail straight up in the water column, nose on the cage, blowing bubbles into the bait cage. The particles of bait are getting pushed out by the air bubbles, and then they're eating those little pieces. He's there eating those little pieces. Absolutely unbelievable when we first saw it. And then we were seeing bait cages coming up that were smashed flat. I'm like, what is that? Those are the big males with that bulbous head, that big bump on their forehead. The males would go down there and smash that with their head. When they're smashing, it's like squeezing toothpaste out of your tube. When they smash it, the bait gets pushed out and then they just eat the little pieces. Oh yes. I know it's hard to believe, but yes, they do. When we started making the bait tubes, and putting the bait in the tubes, which I think happened. I mean, we did it wrong for five years before we figured the tube thing out. We would get our hoop nets grabbed in L.A. Harbor, fishing underneath uh, the Angel's Gate, that big lighthouse there. And around the lighthouse, it's like 25, 30 feet right there. And then in the middle of the channel, it drops down to 100 feet. And we'd be fishing short ropes. And the sea lions would grab that bait cage and actually drag it into the channel while they're trying to get the bait out of it and then let go of it. Goodbye, hoop net. And if the tide's coming in or the tide's going out of the harbor, sometimes I would look at my binoculars at night and I'd see my glowing light a half a mile from where we put the damn thing. A lot of times we never even found it. Once it gets out in that deep water, a lot of times they would sink. But I didn't know what was going on. I thought, oh my gosh, I dropped it off the edge, which I knew I didn't. But then I'm like, what does that make sense? Then I started figuring out sea lions are grabbing these cages and dragging them all around. What can we do to make it better? So I got with Ben and Steve over at Promar and we started putting together these sea lion proof bait tubes. Giant game changer, gang. If you're using those uh, steel mesh little cages to put your bait in, you're blowing it. Sea lions, I don't know if you've been out on the water lately, but there's sea lions everywhere. Remember we had a show about it a month or so ago where they're starting to eat people? Well, they are. But if they can find some a salmon head or any kind of bait in your bait cage, they're coming over to your bait cage to get it. That's what they're doing. So don't use the little cages. Give them to your friends on the dock. Say, hey, here you go, Joe Blow from Idaho. Use these gauge cages and go get yourself some tubes. Promar makes a phenomenal bait tube. Or you can make your own bait tube. You can go to my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, and look at how we made the tubes. You can either make them or you can buy them. A lot of people don't have time. Or the ingenuity or the way to make them so... Just go to Promar and buy them, gang. Get some tubes. Do this. Don't believe me. Take five of your hoop nets and put the tubes in them. Put five of them with the bait cages in them. Put five with old stinky dead bait that's been around for a long time and put fresh bait in five of them and see. I personally don't have time to play games anymore. When I go, I want to catch my limit. But if you don't want to believe me, try all the other things and try to figure it out on your own. Like the Instagram superstars efficient tell you all the time, figure it out on your own. But if you don't, 
and you just want to catch lobsters, just follow our simple game plan. Follow the way that we do it and you'll be very successful. I promise you, I already made every single mistake possible in this lobster fishing thing. And the big thing about this lobster thing is my wife absolutely loves the lobster fish. Kelly girl loves to fish for lobsters. So it made it real simple to go out lobster fishing at night. If you can get your wife into it and if you don't blow it or your significant other, and you don't blow it and you make it fun and they enjoy it, you're going to get to go hooping all winter long. And right now I talked to Tommy Gomes, you know, when I was there at the shop making all those videos, he was saying he believes that that lobster is going to go off at about $48 a pound for Pacific spiny lobsters. Remember the ones with the claws back East? Those are crawfish. They're not lobsters. Lobsters don't have claws. Our lobsters are the most sought after lobsters in the world. The Pacific spiny lobster is the most expensive lobster in the world. China pays over a hundred dollars a pound for them. I know those of you from the East go, Oh, you don't know those claw lobsters. What are they? Two bucks a pound, a buck 50 a pound or something. Our lobsters are going to go off at 48 bucks a pound right now. And they're going to China for a hundred bucks a pound. You can tell me a penny's worth more than a dollar. You can tell me that all day long, just like you can tell me your lobsters with the claws are worth more than ours. But when you sit down to buy them, ours, most people won't even buy ours because they cost so much. They're like, oh, you get the one with the claws for a buck 50 a pound. I don't pay no $48 a pound for a lobster. <laughs> yeah, you are if you want the very, very best. And ours are the very best. So think about that. If you're going to go out and catch these lobsters and they're 48 bucks a pound and a legal lobster weighs a pound and a quarter. So I'm not a mathematician, but I know it's going to be over $50 for one lobster if you were to buy it at a store. So if you want to learn how to do this the right way and catch lobsters every night, you go out hooping. And if you're going with you and your wife, you're only going to need a couple beautiful lobster dinner. Oh my gosh. Worth a couple hundred bucks, man. How bitch. How spectacular is that? So check out the website. Make sure you get all that information. And don't forget, Promar's running that phenomenal opportunity for 24 hours to get 20% off all their gear. We're going to get deeper into this lobster thing as we go along here. We still got 40 minutes. So keep your pen and pencil going. Remember, fresh bait, bait tube. Fresh bait, bait tube. This has nothing to do with how to do it, but this has a lot to do with the ticket. You must have a lobster card. And I don't care if you're a little, you're bringing your children out. Every one of your children got to have a lobster card. If uh, you don't get them a lobster card, you don't, they, it has nothing to do with the fishing license. I know 16 or over, you got to have a fishing license. But the California Fish and Wildlife says, if you're going to be out on the boat hoop netting, you have to have a lobster card, even if you don't have a fishing license. It's the weirdest law you've ever seen, but it's true. And here's the thing. Well, my kids aren't going to participate. Well, they're going to be on the boat. Go spend the 10, 12, 15 bucks, whatever it is to get the lobster card. Because if you have a great night hoop netting, let's just say it's you and your wife. It's Dan and Kim. And they brought their, their nephew or their niece or their grandchild or something. And they didn't get them a lobster card because they were like, I don't. And you caught 14 lobsters on your first pull. Legal. How cool would it be to drop them back down and catch seven more for your niece or nephew or grandchild or son or daughter or wife or husband? Whoever doesn't want to participate, get them a lobster card anyway. Then you can have their limit too. I'm telling you, when they're crawling, they're... They're crawling. You want to get as many as you can. The other thing, gang, you don't want to go without 10 hoops. It's just like going to Las Vegas and putting your money in the machine. Let's say it says it takes three quarters and you only put in two and you pull the handle or you push the button and it hits the jackpot and you don't get the payoff. Same thing with lobster fishing, gang. Let's say Dan and Kim go out to. If the season was open, they go out tomorrow night. But Dan was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm only going to bring five tonight. 
honey, I'm kind of feeling lazy and I don't want to really put together all 10 of the hoop nets and get them all ready and do all that. We're just going to take five. I mean, we get a couple. That'd be great. You drop your five in the water and you pull them up and there's 10 legal lobsters in it, in the five. Just think if you would have had all 10 in the water, you and Kim would have had your limit. Gang, it matters. Like I always say, every single thing matters. Everything matters. And, and those of you that have never hoop netted before, but you want to get into it, I have you covered. I have every, you don't have to worry. Steve and Ben over at Promar are giving you 20% off all the gear. Oh, that's a phenomenal deal. And then Dave's got you covered with how to do it, where to do it, when to do it, and why to do it. There's no downside to this thing. You don't have to go figure it out on your own. Like the zit face kids on Instagram always tell you, figure it out on your own. Nope, you don't have to. I already did it all for you. I have every single thing you need to be successful. And if you watched all of our people last year, <laughs> good, good, Kim. He needs to be your best pinhead. Last year, if you watched on our fish reports, hey, Marley, you're putting on a heck of a show back there. A lot of our members had such a phenomenal time. Justin is willing to go with you on your boat and teach you how to do it this year. Pablo is willing to go with you on your boat. And Sonny's willing to go with you on your boat. Our guys are ready to go and go with you on your boat and show you how to do it. So there's no, there's no reason to not do it. At 50, and if, oh, I don't like lobsters. That's okay. I bet you know people that do. I bet you know people that do. Who cares if you like them or not? Go catch them. Give me your extra lobsters. That's a funny thing. I was just thinking, you know how many times in my life I've been hoop netting or fishing lobsters or diving for lobsters and how many people like Daniel would say, hey, let me know if you get any extra lobsters. Well, I'm here to ask you all, what color is an extra? I've never seen an extra lobster in my whole life. I don't know what color. Are they blue? Are they yellow? Are they white? I've never caught an extra one. All the ones I caught were mine. Never. Oh, I got an extra lobster. Are you kidding me? Kelly girl and I love to eat lobsters. My, one of our members gave us some lobsters last year at the PCS show. Oh, Josh, thank you very much. Gang, don't forget, you can always leave us a tip. Josh just left us a tip. $5 tip. Thank you. You can always leave us a tip. Everything I'm telling you is the honest to God truth. So I don't have anything to lie about. I'm trying to help you all to catch everything. Bluefin, lobsters, tomcod, mackerel, bonita, yellowtail, whatever it is. I try to tell you the very best way to do it. I don't try to play hide the ball. And this lobster thing, go find some of the guys that are doing this for a living and ask them to give you their spots. Let me know how that works out for you. My spots are proven. My guys, my members, and we have over 4,000 members on the website are going out day in and day out and catching everything and lobsters, rockfish, those rockfish spots and lobster spots, they're impossible to get unless you're a member of your saltwater guide, then they're not impossible to get. But something I wanted to talk to you about the lobster card must have everybody on the boat. Just get them one. Just spend a couple of bucks and get everybody on the boat one. If they don't want to get a lobster card, they, I just want to watch. I don't want a lobster. I'm I'm buying the lobster card because I'll be damned if I'm going to throw back their seven legal lobsters that they're allowed to have by law. <sighs> we could talk about this lobster thing forever and ever and ever. Don't throw back legal. Oh my gosh. So many of you think you're going to save the planet by throwing back a legal lobster. You're not going to save the planet. Listen, let's just say Josh, Brett, Daniel, Kim, Dan, and myself go out lobster fishing tomorrow night on Justin's boat. And we have the greatest night of lobster fishing ever in the history of lobster fishing. Do you know how many lobsters we can each have? Seven. That's it. You can have seven. It could be the greatest lobster fishing ever in the history of the world. You, you may have seven. That's the law. My good buddy, Roger Healy, who uh, is commercial lobster fisherman, he goes out tomorrow and has the greatest day of lobster fishing ever. You know how many he can have? These are the commercial guys. You know how many they're allowed to have? As many as they can catch. 
So those of you that are like, whoa, I threw that four pounder back so it'll make more. (laughs) Roger, the commercial fisherman says, thank you very, very much. Thank you. Dave Hansen, me, your saltwater guide, ask, where did you throw it? Because I'm going to go back there and take it. Because, gang, there's a million, zillion, trillion, billion of them. They're super regulated, like I talked about before. They are super regulated. There's no reason in the world to think that if you catch a 10-pound lobster, you should throw it back for the to help the species to stay. There's billions of them, gang. They're like cockroaches. If you've ever dove, you would be blown away how many lobsters are down there. You're not going to save the planet by throwing back a 10-pound lobster. You're not going to save the planet by throwing back a four-pound lobster. You can only have seven by law. That's it. And we're so silly as recreational fishermen, like I say all the time, we'll fight amongst ourselves about this one too. We will fight about ourselves about this one, which is absolutely ridiculous. And uh, they'll take it again. There's people, I saw them last year because they suck at fishing and they don't want to be on a website that teaches you how to catch these things. They'll post all day on social media pages. Oh, there's no lobsters left. There's no lobster. Cause I don't know how they don't say the real read. Cause I don't know how to do it. They just go out and throw their crap in the water on top of the commercial guys. And then they don't catch anything. And then they go and they post and say, there's no lobsters out here. There's no lobster. They're all gone. They're all, they're not all gone. There's zillions of them, bro. Take me with you. I'll go show you where they are or just go to my website and follow my simple instructions and learn how to do it the proper way. Gang, they're everywhere. There's zillions and zillions of lobsters. Yeah, it's cyclical. It's all cycles and they move when they move and they don't when they don't. And if it's raining, they're going to move. And if it's sunny out, they don't move in the daytime. They're a nocturnal animal. They, they move around in the nighttime. So if you're hoop netting in the daytime you're not catching any it's because you're not doing it right but gang i'm just trying to let you know you're not saving the planet by throwing a legal lobster back for god's sakes if you already have your seven go home (laughs) oh my gosh don't oh we like to call them and we'll try to get bigger no just go home go home and go out another night go catch the seven more but uh understand the commercial guys aren't throwing back any no matter how big they are. If they get a 10-pounder, they're not throwing it back. You with your little hoop net fishing inside of Long Beach or L.A. Harbor that's never been commercial fished, you're not going to affect the population of lobsters with a hoop net. You never are. Well, thank you, Josh. Yep, just the pure numbers of shorts tell you how thick they are. You go to Dana Point on an average night, you can catch 100 lobsters, 100 short lobsters on an average night. Good night, you can catch three or four hundred shorts. The lobster population is phenomenal. Go over to San Clemente Island and drop a hoop net in Pyramid Cove in 20 feet of water. You probably won't even be able to lift it. There, I've seen 50, 60 short lobsters in a hoop net. One hoop net at San Clemente Island. That's the land of the ants. There's billions of them. They're Cortez, but everywhere's got lobsters. Like we were talking before, Long Beach Harbor's full of them out in the mud, in the middle of nowhere, on the rocks, all over the place. So just so you know, you're not affecting the population of lobsters with a hoop net. So calm down and quit helping try to close stuff. We don't need any more regulations. We don't need the limit to go down to five. We don't need the size to be increased. All that rigmarole, all that crap that you guys spew out of your keyboards day in and day out that's not helping any of us no you're not wasting time on the pier absolutely not gp you're not wasting time on the pier what a what a spectacular deal those lobsters are going to be backed up right against the pilings now if there's 20 guys all standing in a line fishing now i'm not doing that but if you can get down to the pier when there's not a lot of people opening week's gonna suck too many people But no, the piers are great places. That's structure. Most piers have a lot of structure around them. Lobsters are going to come over there. Lobsters love eating mussels. They love to eat the mussels on the pier, on the pilings. They're going to go there. You can catch lobsters at the pier. Throw your five hoop nets off the pier all over the place. Take your buddy. I think it's five. I don't even know how many, but I know you can catch lobsters on the pier and it's fun. There's never not a time to do it. 
Fishing on a break wall, you can't do it. It's impossible. The, the net will get stuck trying to pull it. It'll get stuck on the rocks. All the lobsters will dump out if you do get your hoop net back, but it's almost impossible. You have to pull them straight up and down. You can't pull them at an angle across rocks. It's just not going to happen. So you got to have fresh bait. You got to have the bait tube. You got to get out there an hour before it gets dark. You want to be out an hour before it gets dark because they're nocturnal. Oh, you can two on a pier. Okay, so take four. Take a couple of your buddies or your kids or your grandkids or somebody with you. Get four, six of them in the water. But um, fresh bait, bait tubes, get your stuff in the water an hour before it gets dark. Yep, because they're nocturnal. They come out to feed at night. You get your hoop net in the water an hour before it gets dark. It gets that scent out there. Those lobsters, remember, they got those big antennas. They're in that cave or in the rocks, and those antennas are going. They can start to pick up the scent and pick up the electrical force of your bait trying to break down in the water. The moment that it gets dark, they're on their way right over to your hoop net. They're moving quick. They've zoned in on it. That's their job. That's how they stay alive. That's where they're going. They're going straight to your hoop net to go see what's in there. They want to go eat. They're very, very hungry. So getting them in there an hour before it gets dark is a huge thing. That's a huge thing. The rougher, the windier, the more rainy it is. That's a huge thing. Lobsters, everything wants to eat them. Everything octopus, moray eels, black sea bass, white sea bass, sheephead, calico bass, sand bass, all lingcod. Everything wants to eat a lobster. Why? Because they taste good. Sea lions love to eat lobsters. That's why the lobsters don't like to crawl around in the daytime. That's why the lobsters don't like to crawl around when the water is very, very clean. When the water is very clean and there's a lot of phosphorus in it, they won't have a tendency to crawl around either because the minute they move, they light up like a Christmas tree and then everything comes over to eat them. The best time is when it's super dirty. The water is filthy, dirty, brownish, black, like it is when it rains. When there's not a lot of uh, movement in the water, they're not going to move too much. But if there's a lot of um, swell, a lot of surge, they're going to move around a lot. Rain is your friend. The harder it rains, the better it is. Two things about that. The harder it rains, the better the lobster fishing is. And the harder it rains, the less people are going out because people are scared to death of water, even though they just took a shower in it. They don't want to go outside when it's raining. So that means it's open for us. We'll put on our foul weather gear, put on our rain hat, and go hoop netting in the rain. It's great. It's phenomenal. Bait. Bait tubes, get out there before it gets dark. Go when it's raining, go when it's dumping. Make sure you have your lobster ID, Go ID card filled out. Make sure you have that lobster card filled out. The only thing you can't fill out is how many you take. But you need to have your name, everything on there. You need to have your date, your time, excuse me, your date written down. Then you, on the box, location. And type of hoop net. Now, those two things, location and type of hoop net, you're going to have to figure that out as you go out there. The areas, Catalina's, I think, number one. And then Long Beach, LA Harbor, and the break wall, they break down into three different things, but they all matter. No, you don't need a new card every time you go, Mike. You need a new card for, uh, for the uh, you need a new card for um, the year. The year now that it's year round licensing, I'm not sure. Before this year, it was you'd get your card in October, and then you'd have to get a new card on January first. I don't don't quote me on this because I don't know because they change the regs all the time. And now Wayne came on our show and told us that they have that year to date. So you got, you buy your license today. It's good till next year today. I don't know how the lobster card thing works. It's going to be a new animal. We're all going to find out as we print them out, it'll say it right on it. I don't know if it's going to say 
2023 to 2024 lobster season. I'm not positive on that, but you got to read it. You got to make sure. And listen, if you throw your hoop nets in the water and your card isn't filled out and the fish and wildlife pull up, the very first thing they ask to see is your lobster card and your fishing license. If your lobster card isn't filled out and you already threw your hoops in the water, you just got a nice big ticket. And if you remember what we said, they are very, very proud of their lobsters. They're not gonna, there's not a lot of warnings in this lobster game. Game. There's not a lot of warnings. There, there's a lot of tickets, not a lot of warnings. And never, ever, ever take a short, ever. And never take more than your seven. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it. And like I said a long time ago, if you don't, if you don't know if it's legal or not, throw it back. Don't even take the chance. And then it's been this way since the beginning. Yeah, Newport. No, the thing about Newport Bay, Dave, is uh, the fish and wildlife don't care, but the Harbor Patrol in the Harbor care. There's some really good hoop netting inside Newport Harbor. Sometimes you can get away with it. Sometimes you can't. The fish, the uh Harbor Patrol says it's a navigational hazard to have your hoop nets inside the harbor. But I know there's yacht clubs and stuff that have lots of lobsters under their docks and lots of lobsters all over. $250 fine for not filling out your lobster card and $800 per short the fine. And then when you get done putting the assessments and your time off and everything, one short lobster is probably going to cost you three grand and you could lose your license. That's our good buddy, Justin. Justin's going to be doing a seminar, a lobster seminar coming up. And he's also going to be doing, going with you on your boat. If you watched the show yesterday, Justin was talking about it. Justin's going to be going with you on your boat. Justin's going to be having a lobster seminar on Wednesday, next Wednesday night, right? Justin, next Wednesday night, I think. Yeah, I think so. Next Wednesday night. Pretty cool. Yeah, a guy just sent me a picture of an 18-pound lobster caught off the pier in Huntington Beach. So, yeah, there's plenty of lobsters to catch on the piers. There's so much more we could talk about, for, and we will. Every Tuesday now, leading up to the, the opener, will be just lobsters. We'll be talking just lobsters every Tuesday for the next three weeks. But, again, go to my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com, if you're Want to learn how to do this the right way? If you want to give yourself a good opportunity to catch lobsters, go to yoursaltwaterguide.com and uh, get involved. And here, we're going to throw this QR code up one more time for the 20% off from Promar, which is a big deal. I think it's a huge deal. Where is that? Where is that? Right there. Whoops. Right here. Grab that QR code, gang, because we're going to end this show in a couple minutes. Grab the QR code. Go over there. Get your 20% off. Don't forget, if you don't have the QR code, if you're driving around in your car listening to the podcast today, today is uh, September 5th, 2023. Your Saltwater Guide, the podcast. Here's the code. It's going to be good till tomorrow. It's 24 hours. The code is YSWG9523. When you're checking out 20% off, you can't get that at a tackle store, gang. I know that you have your favorite tackle store, but listen, Ben and Steve over at Promar, they're going to drop ship this stuff straight to your house. When you're on the website, gang, you're going to be blown away, like I say, every week of all the things they have at the website for you. Dan and Kim won that grab bag. You should be getting that any day now. Steve said he's sending it out, so you should be getting your free bag of swag or grab bag of stuff. Check that out. Dan and Kim, thank you very much. Everybody that enters the website, also, we're going to give away another bag of swag on opening day of lobster season, October 1st. We'll give away another bag of swag, so go through the QR code or use that YSWG9523 checking out. So you can save that 20%, but that's also going to automatically enter you all into the contest to win the grab bag. You don't want to be left out. I mean, ask Dan and Kim how easy it is. All they had to do was show up and they won. 
Gang, I want to thank you all. I know we covered a whole bunch of stuff. We covered a lot of stuff. I used a lot of words. I will talk more about lobster next week. But gang, any of this stuff makes sense. Or if you just want to be better at hoop netting, go over to my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. I got you covered on every single thing you could possibly want from how to do it to where to do it and when to do it. All right, gang, thanks for watching our show today. We'll have another phenomenal show, Akuma Wednesday tomorrow. Hopefully they jump in and give us a phenomenal prize package, but we'll see what's going on with Dave and everybody over Akuma tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Be kind to each other. Turn off the news. They're all lying, and boy, are they lying big time now. We I don't want to get banned, but holy moly guacamole are they lying. Bye. <laughs>